0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Food Flow, the podcast dedicated to the in-depth exploration of the beautiful world of food. My name is Ivermar Jarrison from thefoodflow.com, and I'm joined today by someone who has put themselves on the front lines of the traditional food movement by founding the first company to offer a shelf-stable, grass-fed, and certified organic bone broth, the founder of Kettle and Fire, Nick Mares. Nick, great to have you on the show. Great to be on the show, man. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to be digging into the topic of bone broth, a product that has played a role throughout culinary history and cultures all around the world, and though somewhat forgotten over the past few decades, has recently mounted a comeback amongst health-minded individuals looking to work more traditional foods into their diet. So we'll be discussing the traditions of it. It's... Delicious culinary uses and impressive nutrient properties and of course the role that Nick's company is playing in the current bone broth revolution But Nick before we get into all that, I think a great place to start would be your food story. How did you uh, end up in the bone broth business? Yeah, so it's funny.
1: I actually started the company right out of high school and when I was a senior in high school if you asked me what I would be doing when I graduated my answer would not have been running a bone broth company. So, <laughs> this is definitely as much as, of a surprise to me as everyone else. So, quick background I've always been into health, working out, you know, physical activities, playing sports. So, my senior year in high school, I was playing soccer. Halfway through the season, I suffered a terrible knee injury. I tore everything in my knee but my ACL. So, I had to get reconstructive surgery. I had, you know, I was on crutches for six months. I was bedridden for a couple of weeks, literally lived upstairs because I couldn't use the stairs for a good month. So it was kind of a, a crappy time period for me. And not being able to do anything physical, I really had to focus on what I was putting into my body. So I started to look into some different diets and the paleo diet is actually one of the diets that stuck out to me. And one of the foods that was gaining popularity within that space was bone broth. So as with everyone else in the space, I looked into it. I read about the health benefits. I decided that I wanted to get some for myself and that's when I ran into this huge obstacle and that was I could not find anywhere to buy bone broth. So I just looked into it, thought maybe I could start a bone broth company, supply myself with bone broth, supply others with bone broth but it was always this idea of hey, it'd be cool to get bone broth into some people's hands. It was never this idea of this is an amazing Business opportunity, I can grow this into a huge company, we can do ridiculously well. It was just kind of, man, I don't want to make bone broth for myself. I'd rather partner with someone, have them make it large quantities, and I can kind of just become my own customer. So that's kind of the background of
0: the story and how I got into the bone broth world. So it really stemmed out of a, out of a necessity. I mean, that was exactly. the fact that you weren't able to get it. And we'll be getting into kind of some of the differences between what a lot of people consider, you know, traditional stocks at the grocery store, but... yep. So before we get into that, let's just kind of break down what we're talking about when you say bone broth. What, what is it? Yeah, so basically it's just broth on steroids. And what I mean by that
1: is a typical broth or stock will be cooked for an hour and a half, two hours at high temperature, and they don't use an acid. What we do is we use apple cider vinegar as our acid to act as a catalyst to pull the nutrients out of the bones, and then we cook it at a slow simmer for 24 plus hours. And what that does is it allows the acid and the bone broth to soak up all the nutrients and minerals from the bones, which have a ton of nutrients and minerals. So it's pretty much just taking bones, vegetables, water, and acid, putting it all together in a kettle, put, cooking it on low heat, and then you just wait for 24 hours, and then the end result
0: is bone broth. So just to quickly interject here, after recording this episode, I realized there's some confusion about the words being used, so I wanted to expand on those. Based on traditional culinary terminology, you have broth and you have stock. Broth comes from cooking meat, so if you roast a turkey, the juice that comes out would be turkey broth. Stock, on the other hand, comes from simmering parts of the animal that don't really have meat, so if you took turkey bones and you simmered them for eight hours, you would have turkey stock. Now, the big difference here is gelatin. Collagen is in a lot of the parts of of the animal, like the bones, and when it is slowly cooked, it breaks down into gelatin in the liquid. So with stock, you have a very gelatin-rich liquid, and with broth, you don't. And you can tell because if you put them in the fridge, a good stock will turn into jelly, whereas broth probably won't. So you flash forward to bone broth, which is actually a relatively new term, and uh, it's very similar to stock. It refers to slowly simmering bones. Some of the differences, it uses a little acidity like apple cider vinegar, which is said to help pull out some of the minerals. Uh, it cooks for a longer period of time. It focuses on certain bones. And these slight differences have a lot of people a little confused. They say, what's the difference between bone broth and stock? Or they think bone broth is like a marketing ploy. And it's actually true that traditional stock and bone broth are very similar. But the problem is that modern stock today is very different than traditional stock because it does not have gelatin. If you go to the store and you buy um, a carton of broth and a carton of stock and you take them home and you put them in the fridge, neither of them will turn into a jelly because they have actually removed the gelatin from the stock, which means they're actually Pretty much the exact same product when you buy them at the store. So what I like so much about the bone broth movement is that it has become a label. It's become a differentiator and a way to tell that the liquid still has that gelatin in it. Which is awesome for a lot of reasons, both nutritionally but also culinarily because that uh, that gelatin, it really changes the textures and the final flavors of whatever product you end up cooking with it. Well, and it's, it sounds like, I mean, this, these extra steps that you're taking, a lot of them have the nutrients in mind, and that's kind of a step away from a lot of stocks, which have been become kind of just for a little bit of flavor, even though yeah. your bone broths um, obviously do have a lot of the flavor as well. And what people, when people don't really realize about stocks is that they really have played been a cornerstone in the culinary world. I mean, cultures all around the world, different regions have had their cuisines defined by basically what they boil and uh it's only in recent times that we've kind of abandoned this concept yeah and it's and it's a sad thing both uh for the nutrition like you're talking about and the flavors because those quick stocks that you boil for a few hours they don't have they don't pack the those rich robust flavors exactly. uh, <laughs> and then so and your bones you're roasting them first is that right yes yeah, so that gives the color a nicer color
1: it also gives it a much richer flavor so it's always a good idea to roast your bones beforehand.
0: Okay, and then the, the vinegar part brings it out. And then are you you're mixing in uh, some herbs and things like that too?
1: Yeah. So we pretty much take onions, celery, carrots, and then we add some herbs like rosemary, thyme, bay leaves, parsley. Obviously, not a ton of those flavors. Uh, we like the flavor, the herbs to be have more of a subtle touch to the bone broth. We really like the actual beefy flavor to speak for itself. So it's just kind of a nice added touch to it. But yeah, those are the herbs we use. And then obviously we use some black peppercorn and then sea salt.
0: And so getting into, uh, obviously those flavors are creating a delicious liquid, but um, so getting into the more of the nutritional side of it, what kind of nutrition are we looking at in the liquid? What's it, what's it packed with? Yeah. So honestly,
1: the biggest thing it's packed with is collagen. And to give you an idea of how big of a role collagen plays in our body, our body's protein is actually 33% collagen. So your body is always looking for natural ways to replenish its collagen levels. And a lot of people achieve this with either either collagen pills, and it's very difficult to find naturally occurring collagen. And bones are probably the best natural source for this. So you're just getting a broth chock full of collagen, and it's unbelievable how better you feel. I mean, collagen helps with joint pain, it helps with wrinkles better skin, also helps with sealing the gut, the gut lining. A lot of people suffer from leaky gut and collagen acts almost as a sticky glue to patch the inner gut lining. So it's truly fascinating just how much collagen can do for your body.
0: Well, it seems like uh, with kind of the recent movement of it and some of the literature I'm seeing on it is that it's also a field that hasn't fully reached its capacity for research. I mean, it's something that people were learning more and more about each day. Obviously, the GAPS diet, like you mentioned, leaky gut, those things are only recently becoming popular. So we know it's good, but we might not even know the full extent of of the potential awesomeness of it at this point. Exactly. And that's why I think it's kind of an exciting time for obviously like I said you're on kind of the front lines of it because it really is although um you know it's probably one of the more traditional things that humans have been consuming it's sort of a new age movement at the same time which is uh kind of interesting. Exactly. I mean you see the
1: same thing with coconut water and kombucha not saying those things have been around for thousands of years but they've been accessible by human beings for a very long time they just haven't been made I guess accessible wasn't the right word, but they've been around for hundreds of years. And then until someone made them accessible, it wasn't until the mainstream adopted them. So we're kind of just doing a similar thing with bone broth is, hey, it was a pain to make. You couldn't find it anywhere. You know, this has been around for thousands of years. It's not a secret. What we're just doing is we're bringing it mainstream and allowing people to buy it
0: hassle-free. And like you said, like the fact that it's been around for thousands of years and uh, sort of the, the nutritional aspect of it, it's kind of goes back to when you hear about things like chicken noodle soup, like when you're sick and things like that. I mean, these broths have been a part of the healing culinary culture around the world for, you know, for a long time. And that, that idea what a bowl of good chicken noodle soup does for your soul when you're sick is, exactly. kind, of, <laughs> is kind of going in that direction. Yeah, exactly. So, so now you're kind of talking about uh, as far as the uh, innovation that your company is doing, what is uh, sort of the, some of the main separating factors from yours and just you know, other stock that you see at the store? I've seen even a few different bone stocks at yep. the store. Yeah, so to give you an idea, I know Pacific Foods, they have a turkey and chicken
1: stock, or excuse me, bone broth. And in order to make a bone broth, you really need long cook times and you need to use real bones. Pacific—they don't use real bones; they use a almost a powder gel form. Oh. So, they, a they don't use real bones, and then b they literally don't cook their bone broth for over three hours. So they're just kind of—they kind of caught on to the bone broth trend and then tried to hop on as quickly as possible without really changing anything. So it, they pretty much just took their chicken stock, added apple cider vinegar to it, and relabeled it bone broth. So. And that's, I love Pacifics, so I'm not slamming them whatsoever. I'm just saying if you really are looking for a nutrient-rich bone broth, you need a bone broth that has been cooked for a long time, so it has those nutritional benefits. So everything you find in the store, they've been flash heated, and they've been cooked for maybe only an hour and a half. Which gives zero times for the nutrients and minerals to soak into the broth or stock.
0: Okay, and that makes sense, and especially when you come at it from that that the nutritional angle of it. That's from what I understand, uh, from what I've read in the research, is that it does take, like you said, those slow times, and it takes some special ways to fully saturate the water with the nutritive properties of the bones. And as far as the flavor goes, you could. There's a lot of stocks at the store. I mean, flavors easy. I mean, you can if you concentrate MSG with salt and some sort of like beef extract, you can make it taste good, you know? I mean exactly. But if you want that real nutrition and so when you say about when you keep saying bones, it's not necessarily like all bones, right? It's specific. No, all bones, bones are
1: not created equal is what
0: we like to say. <laughs> so it's it's specific bones and not only uh, just the bone the specific cow. I know you you uh, go for grass fed and organic, but it's uh certain bones give are used in bone broth to get those collagen levels. Absolutely. So the biggest one would definitely be marrow bones, but then we also use knuckle,
1: we use femur, we use patella, and we use feet. So those bones have been found to have the highest concentration of marrow and collagen and all these other amino acids. So we only ever use four types of bones, and those are the four we use.
0: Okay. And then, uh, and then what about as far as, I mean, protein content? Is this, is this fortifying the liquid with a lot of protein? Yeah. So for our bone broth,
1: you get between seven and eight grams of protein per serving, which is a cup. So that's pretty good protein.
0: Okay. Okay. Interesting. And then, so from some of my own home experimentations, I end up with a thick layer of fat on top. So I got to know, in your little carton of bone broth, do you guys have like an inch thick layer of fat that I have to like poke a straw, <laughs> straw through or what's the idea? No. So we
1: had to formulate it in a way where we actually scoop off most, not most of the fat the fat for the first two hours of cooking the bone broth. Ah, And the reason being is, A, because when we filter the bone broth, the fat wouldn't get through anyways, and then B, we really didn't want customers who, this was their first time trying bone broth, to open it up and be like, is this spoiled already? Like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) This looks repulsive. So it doesn't have a thick layer of fat, but what our bone broth does do, and this is kind of the rule of thumb for every bone broth you try to see if it truly is a bone broth or not, is when refrigerated, it does turn into a gel. And that okay. shows you that there is ton of collagen in the bone broth. So although there isn't, you know,
0: a thick layer of fat on top, it does
1: turn into a gel
0: like substance. Okay, okay. And and that, that is uh that maybe something worth pointing out that I did mention in the beginning, but your product is shelf stable and that's one of the key differentiators because right now the stuff on the market is you can only really buy it frozen. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so man, it is such a pain in the ass to buy frozen. I mean, shipping costs 30 to $40 because yeah. you have to ship. Today, you have to ship with dry ice. You have to ship with these massive styrofoam containers. So one thing that we didn't want to do is, for me, any product I wanted to buy, if I saw there was a $40 shipping price attached to it, I would not buy it. I mean, regardless of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how much you tried to convince me. And our thing from day one has always been, we want to get bone broth into as many people's hands as possible. And we saw those high shipping prices as a massive obstacle to people placing orders. So what we wanted to do is we kind of just wanted to take a step back and say, hey, what are they doing? I mean, what aren't they doing that we can do? And basically, we decided that we don't want to go the frozen route. We want to go the shelf-stable route. And we spent, kid you not, over a year working, talking to 500, 600 co-packers trying to find the right one that could work with us to create a shelf-stable, clean bone broth. And then after a year, we finally found one, and we're still using them to this day. I mean, they're one of the only companies in the world that can do what we do.
0: And so exactly your package, I mean, it's not, it's not a can, right? It's one of those like yeah. new age uh, juice box looking things. Is that right? Exactly, yeah.
1: So it's recyclable. It's made with natural wood fiber. The inside is lined with polypropylene, which is one of the safest linings out there. Actually, it was just voted as one of the safest by Livestrong. So our product, obviously, we wouldn't want to taint it with packaging that would leach harmful chemicals into it. So you get a clean and premium product with a clean and premium package.
0: Okay, okay. And and kind of getting back into uh, the, the premium product and the, nu- the nutrition, uh, one thing that we didn't fully get into, I know there's a lot of listeners who... Uh, are a little skeptical of anything without a handful of studies to back it. So, what is there out there right now? I mean, what's the is there science? Has there been uh, research done on on any of this? So,
1: there hasn't been any research
0: done specifically on
1: bone broth, but there has been a lot of research done on you know collagen, glucosamine, okay. glycine, what all these other amino acids will do to your body, and that is what bone broth is chock full of. So, we have done tests, and there has been research on. What exactly bone broth contains, and it does contain those minerals in ridiculous amounts, so it's not far fetched to say you know when a researcher report comes out saying you know collagen is great for the body or glucosamine is great for the body, it just it's okay. obvious that bone broth is <laughs>
0: to draw does <the, laughs> yeah. it
1: contains so much of that that it is a legit product, it really does work for the body I mean we've had cancer patients who drink it, we have elderly mm-hmm. patients who drink it for arthritis and osteoporosis we actually just partnered with the los angeles lakers and they're going to be buying our bone broth Uh, i know kobe bryant drank it when he was trying to come back
0: from. yeah i read that i read that story about kobe bryant yeah that's awesome exactly
1: so it's not like this thing where people are concocting the story and trying to sell bone broth it's more of Everyone's been looking to buy bone broth because of its health benefits, but they just haven't been able to find it. And it's so hard to make, or it's not so hard. It's, it takes so much time to it takes make. takes time, yeah. Yeah. It's just people have been begging for an accessible, hassle-free bone broth that they can consume. So while, like I said, there haven't been studies done directly on bone broth and its health benefits, there are plenty of studies that have been done on the amino acids that are found within bone broth and why you should start consuming more of them.
0: Well, and also, in, uh, you know, the success stories some of the ones you mentioned, uh, Kobe Bryant maybe being the most popular, but, you know, you get overwhelmed on Google by the success stories and obviously people that are familiar with Weston A. Price, Nourishing Traditions, Paleo and the GAPS Diet. I mean there's a lot of people polling for uh, polling for bone broth. And on the yeah. topic of uh, of the Weston A Price thing, I'm curious about have you reached out to Sally Fallon? She's yeah. the author of the book if people aren't familiar, but she's a big advocate of bone broth, maybe one of the earliest cuz that book's getting pretty old now. What's what's so what, what do we know what's her take on this? Yeah, so she loved it. I mean,
1: Weston A Price <laughs> Foundation awesome. is behind us. Yeah, I mean, whole 30 <laughs> is behind us. The whole paleo space and community is behind us. I mean, it has been We've been super fortunate with the reactions we've gotten from people. I mean, just people couldn't be more happy and encouraging for what we're trying to do because they realize that it's about time that someone's doing what we're doing. So (laughs) we've been super fortunate to be put in that position where people just want to help us and see us succeed. So that has been fantastic.
0: And so what about and these people who, you know, a lot of people are all, are looking for it and now you're providing them, but maybe people who aren't or who are slowly getting turned on to it. What are some, how, are the, how do people use it in their kitchen? Yeah, so unlike most stocks and
1: broths, people actually drink this straight up from a cup. So a lot of people will pour some in a cup and heat it up in the microwave. We always suggest heating it up on the stovetop just to obviously retain as much nutrients as possible. So heating up on the stovetop, just a single cup, and then drinking it once a day, that has been found. A lot of people have told us that that's the way they drink it. They absolutely love it. They might add a pinch of salt or pepper to taste. Some of them even experiment with their own spices and they add it to the bone broth. But a lot of people would just drink it straight up out of the carton. And then obviously any recipe that calls for a broth or stock you simply just replace with bone broth. But I would definitely say most popular is just kind of drinking a cup. It is very savory and it is very satisfying. (laughs) So it is absolutely my recommendation that you just drink straight up, heat up, and drink.
0: Well, and that's what, and I, and I think to a lot of people when you say that, they're kind of like, ooh, you know, like drinking this soupy liquid. But what you forget, I think what obviously, uh, especially the Western cultures forget, is that soups originally were a celebration of broth. I mean, chicken noodle soup, when I was younger, I'd get it. And if it was, if it had a lot of liquid and not a lot of chicken, I felt like I was getting skimped. Yeah. But traditionally, it would have even had less than the way that you would see it today. Like a French onion soup was literally like a little bit of onion. Like it was a celebration of the broth. So, exactly. <laughs> a lot of good soups in traditional areas, when you go, it's like eight or nine little cubes of vegetables floating in a juice. So, if you really can't wrap your head around just drinking the liquid, you could always put a, you know, a handful of onion or something. You know what I mean? Something exactly. a little in there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, like I yeah. said, it's just
1: so savory. It's delicious. It's satisfying. I mean, it, it is extremely enjoyable,
0: people love it. And uh, my, my culinary suggestion, I'm not sure if you're on board with this yet, but I'm trying to start a savory oatmeal revolution where okay. I I cook my oats in bone broth and then I'll like add a fried egg <laughs> on top, I'll saute some vegetables and stir them in. It's, it's gonna change the world, man. Oats, like for some reason they've been uh, demonized as like this silly breakfast food that has to be eaten with apples and cinnamon, but they are as blank of a flavor canvas as rice. Arguably, they are really? North America's you know grain essentially, and uh, yeah, they don't have to be sweet, man. You can make them savory, give it a try with your bone broth. It's,
1: I was gonna say, I'm gonna have to hit you up for that recipe because <laughs> this sounds like something I am down to try. <laughs> the
0: savory oatmeal, and then people are like, But I don't know about that for breakfast, doesn't have to be for breakfast, lunch yeah. or dinner, man. Oats oh, every meal of the day. That's yeah, what I'm go trying crazy to phrase with, with it if you want, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so as far as as far as some of the other sources, people who are looking to get their hands on this, what about as far as making it at home? How accessible is that to people? yeah, so we always recommend
1: people to make it at home. I mean, it's just something cool, it's something fun to do it's a great experience. so if you're going to make it at home, you obviously need a crock pop, you need to get grass fed bones. I mean the bones are literally where the nutrients come from, so if you don't get great bones, you're not going to get a great bone broth so Get grass-fed bones, organic vegetables, water, apple cider vinegar. You can find any recipe on the website. I mean, I kid you not. Each recipe maybe varies by 2 to 3%. Otherwise, it's pretty much straightforward. And you have to let it simmer for 24 to 30 hours. So what you'll quickly find is, A, it gives off a pretty crappy smell. So (laughs) do not invite any guests over during the day, day and a half you're making bone broth. (laughs) And then B, it's just super time consuming and a lot of people don't like the idea of leaving something on the stove or something cooking overnight. So it's just, it's a pain in the butt to make. It takes a long time, but like I said, I suggest everyone at least, Gives it a go once or twice because it is a cool experience. It is something fun to do, fun to try. So we always recommend people if they have the time to make their own bone broth. And then just we like to be that bone broth that when you find yourself to be way too busy to make some, you just crack open a carton and you enjoy a delicious bone broth.
0: Okay, and that that makes sense. And for people that aren't you know uh, aren't familiar with the stock making process, but I do want to kind of give a little bit of uh, credit to. Other simpler stocks, sort of as, uh, this month I'm trying to promote reducing food waste. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of how it started was scraps from vegetables and scraps from meat. So when you have things like when you're chopping your vegetables, if you take your scraps, put them in a bag and keep them in a freezer, once that bag fills up, you can always, then you can boil that and you end up with a liquid that you can then cook with. It's not going to have the collagen and the, the levels we're talking about with bone broth, but, um, Broths and stocks in general are an extremely key missing component from modern cuisines, and I really think they're all they're all worth giving some credit to. Oh, absolutely! And like I, you know, I, I beat this one to the ground. But what it does uh, in a kitchen, I mean, in French cooking, the saucière, I mean, it's they always have a pot of bones boiling. They're yeah. always drawing that liquid. They're making their gravies. They're making their sauces. They're braising. They're stewing. You know, it's a cornerstone. Of any good kitchen really so acquainting yourself with it is good and then like you said the first time that someone makes bone broth and their apartment neighbors start complaining then they'll turn to you I guess <laughs> yeah exactly because <laughs> it does yeah it uh, I just did a fish head a fish head stock and that one uh yeah the neighbors didn't like that I was gonna say man that one sounds a bit rough <laughs> like fish alone doesn't
1: have the best smell and then when you let it boil in water for 24 (laughs) hours man you're just taking it to a whole nother level
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the fish heads too but it's uh but the flavor from the stock and those fish heads like you know at the grocery store i asked if i could keep the heads and they you know they practically paid me to take them so it is (laughs) it's an area of food waste that um the flavors can be taken out of if you put some work into it it's so true and people don't even realize that and so what about what about i mean the other direction do you have any hopes to expand where do you see the company in a few years do you want to go in some different directions yeah, man. That, that is such a great question. It's
1: it's even crazy to think that I'm getting asked that because like I said, when I started this, like, this seems like a, a great opportunity just to get bone broth into some people's hands. I wasn't like, this is going to blow up. We're going to go into retail. We're going to sell you know, millions and millions of units of bone broth and, and supply the whole country. So it's kind of crazy being asked that question. But in all honesty, extending the product line, we want to do a chicken bone broth. We want to do fish bone broth. We want to do a bison bone broth kind of just extend the product line. Nice. We also want to do, yeah, some spice packets that you can add to your bone broth to make it more of a traditional sipping broth. I mean, there's so many ways yep. and so many outlets you can take this that it's, it's kind of like we're in the middle of a playground right now where aren't sure which toys we want to play with. I mean, there's so <laughs> many things we can do with bone broth and so many directions we can take it that right now it's still up for debate because, man, we're only, we've only been selling for four and a half months and things have just been nuts. So... Product development is definitely going to be the big thing for 2016 and rolling out new lines.
0: Yeah, I got to oh oh man, my mind starts running with it. I got to wonder like roasted lamb bones, if they have that lamb flavor. Yeah, or, <laughs> exactly. Ooh, God, a lot, yeah, a lot of delicious directions to go. And I think you you had mentioned before about a project with your the, the lard that you're skimming off.
1: Yeah, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be creating a grass-fed lard line. So basically, when we scoop the fat off our bone broth, instead of just tossing it and throwing it away, which like you said, is very wasteful. You can pack it and sell it as lard, which is ridiculously awesome to cook with. And it is so delicious because it's grass-fed lard. So it has this delicious fatty flavor to it. That is, it's obviously the healthy fat. I mean, it's loaded with omega-3s. So we will be launching a line of fat or excuse me, a line of lard within the next month, month and a half.
0: While reviewing the podcast, I realized we both got a little tripped up here. Lard is actually the fat from a pig, whereas because they're using beef bones, the fat that they'll be producing at this point will actually be called tallow. Okay, and, uh, and then what uh, those will be carried uh, as well? And you just picked up Whole Foods, is that right? Due to the delayed production of this podcast, this part got a little bit outdated. So just to update things, they are currently in Whole Foods in the Rocky Mountain region. They plan to be expanding soon, and their cooking fats should be available by the beginning of the summer. Of course, all their products are available online. As far as, I mean, these, these goals, uh, obviously it sounds like things are moving pretty quick, but is there any industry hurdles uh, that you foresee right now that, that uh, kind of barriers that are you know, hindering the bone broth movement? To be honest, not really. I mean, the people we've talked
1: to have been aware of this movement, have been looking for a product and just haven't been able to find one. So when we come along, it's just kind of, we pretty much jump most hurdles that most people struggle with just because our product is so hot right now and bone broth is so hot and everyone wants it right now. So honestly, for us, the biggest hurdle is going to be staying in stock, which we have had issues with (laughs) because we sell out so quickly. So I can honestly say that's going to be the biggest hurdle is just inventory, fat, and then grass-fed bone supply because it's organic bones. They aren't grass-fed bones. Organic cattle are still fed, fed grain. So we don't want to use any bones from any cattle that have been fed grain, so our organic yeah, bones, and
0: grass-fed, huh?
1: Exactly. So we just want bones from cattle that are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. So that would definitely be the next ceiling. Is can we get a big enough supply of grass-fed bones to supply the demand? So that actually is probably the biggest hurdle that we may hit within the next year to two to three years. But as of right now, we're just having fun making as much bone broth as possible and getting it out to everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good time. And luckily, uh, this is kind of coinciding with uh, a simultaneous consumer demand for grass-fed beef, obviously, which is helping exactly. the production. So the bones are a little more available. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, and, and it's exciting. And when you talk about the trendiness of it, I think a little people uh, get inherently skeptical of things like that that start moving a little too fast. And, what I, and I've touched on this a few times, but... It's interesting to me because this is kind of my third talk of uh the listeners have heard my uh, talk about edible insects or fermentation. Mm-hmm. They're both things that are picking up speed right now and they seem like a new trend. But when you look at when we stretch out the human timeline of food, bone broth, edible insects and fermentation, the last couple decades will only will be the only gap where they weren't popular. Exactly. You know? So it's really a comeback. It's not a new thing, it's a comeback. Exactly.
1: Right. No one's trying to force these trends. They're just kind of happening organically because they've been missing in our diets for the past couple of decades, like you mentioned.
0: And we're coming back to them. And and even people that are skeptical about the lack of research on bone broth or whatever, the flavor alone. I mean, honestly, like from a culinary standpoint, I mean… It's they're still like they've, they've been what's missing from delicious food. So, I exactly. mean, <laughs> between the exactly. culinary side and the nutrition, when you combine those two things, it's a sharp double edged sword. It's a food movement that I am particularly excited about, and I'm, I'm happy to see a company doing it. So, um,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I guess actually back to your question where do I see the company going? To be honest, within the next five years, I want everyone, or excuse me, no one to have an excuse to buy regular broth or stock again because bone broth is just you know compares with them on price and obviously we have no worries in terms of health benefits or taste because we're beating them there already so the next thing to do is just make it more accessible and get the price point down and that's that's seriously where i see the company going is within the next five years broth and stock that you see on the shelves no longer exist because bone broth has taken over (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it and it's awesome that you know it's a product that you stand by on your website you explain to people that you you know if they don't like it you know let you know you'll refund it so 100 exactly. um, percent refund guarantee so people are looking for it head to the website where else can people keep up to you what's the social media to keep track of what things are going on with your project yeah, so Instagram it's just kettle and fire bone broth, Twitter is obviously just kettle and fire bone
1: broth. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram. I highly recommend you follow us. We always post recipes where for you to use bone broth. Recipes are fantastic. We highly recommend it. I mean, like you've mentioned, these are just classic stocks and broths that you use. Bone broth for that make it ridiculously delicious. So Highly recommend you follow us on Instagram. That's probably the best thing you can do in terms of following up with what we're doing, keeping up with our recipes. And then beyond that, just sign up for a newsletter and then you'll get our funny well what we like to think funny newsletters <laughs> with educational <laughs> information and updates on the company.
0: Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I mean I think that I think that pretty much uh wraps it up for today if people are looking for more obviously they can reach out to you social media and the website. My suggestion would be just to get a carton and try it because it's it's oh, yeah. delicious and uh it may seem like I'm like fanboying to the point that Nick has me on the payroll, but <laughs> I am just a huge fan of bone broth. I've been waiting for a company to come out with a quality product like his. I'm excited to finally see it on the market really suggest giving it a try. Nick you got anything else for us today? no I mean if you're in the Rocky Mountain region, please visit your local Whole Foods and pick up a box or two that would be much,
1: much appreciated. But (laughs) thank you so much, man, for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. And if you do end up in your local Whole Foods looking for this product, it's going to jump out at you. He has this black and red package that is so right. sexy. <laughs> it is putting the other stocks to shame. It's a beautiful <laughs> it's thing. It's very eye-catching, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome stuff. So anyway, once again, that was Nick Mares from KettleAndFire.com. Uh, thanks so much for listening today, guys. My name is Ivor Margerison from The TheFoodFlow.com. If you're interested in some of my other projects, head on over to the website. The Apparel Line just launched other podcasts and videos and me just yelling about food. Lots of good stuff. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time.